Welcome to Tony Burns View with news you can use as a chartered financial planner and wealth manager. Tony's passion is to help you retire early and live the life of your dreams with no financial worries. Now to today's episode. Why you should never defer your state pension and get the government to fund your personal pension instead. Deferring your state pension is a popular choice for people who continue to work after state pension age and do not wish to pay income tax on it, especially if they are higher rate taxpayers. However, before you decide to defer your state pension, I'm going to explain to you why you should never defer it. Firstly, it takes on average 17 years and three months to get back to the break-even point when the total amount of state pension you've received at the enhanced rate exceeds the pension given up during the deferment period. Admittedly, a 5.8% increase for every year of deferment of your state pension does sound very advantageous, but when you dig deeper, you find out that all is not what it seems. After all, there is no such thing as a free lunch. Why would the government apparently be so generous to you in your retirement years? The fact is they aren't being generous at all. It's all smoke and mirrors. The fact remains that you do not know how long you're going to live. You're highly likely to pay tax on your state pension when you take it at age 66, 67 or 68 anyway, unless it is your sole source of income, in which case you're in a perilous financial position anyway. The decision to defer the state pension is usually only made by people who have continued to work past state retirement age and do not wish to pay tax on their state pension as well as their salary. In reality, most people have sources of income other than the state pension at retirement anyway, so they are already paying tax on their state pension, but mostly at the basic rate of 20%. Those people who continue to work post-state retirement age may potentially be paying tax at 40%. So they understandably wish to avoid the higher rate tax charge on their state pension. In practice, they are only going to suffer an extra tax charge of 20%. The difference between the higher rate of 40% and the basic rate of 20% on their state pension anyway. The most telling reason why you shouldn't defer your state pension is because if you were to die during the deferment period, your spouse would receive, at best, a reduced widow's stroke widower's pension and possibly nothing, depending on your individual circumstances. That strikes me as an an inherently bad outcome. Also, wouldn't you rather take your state pension while you're still young enough to enjoy it? Better to have a lower state pension today, even if it is taxed, than to take it later when you're more likely to be unable to enjoy it. Let's face it, as you get older, your health isn't going to improve. It's likely to worsen. So why not take the state pension now and enjoy it while you are in the early retirement years and more likely to be able to enjoy it? If you're going to continue to work post-retirement, you can avoid paying tax on your state pension by simply reinvesting it 100% into a personal pension. You start taking your state pension of around £10,000 a year at age 66, reinvest £8,000 net of tax into a personal pension and claim back the balance of £2,000 from HMRC 
assuming you are a 40% taxpayer with at least £10,000 of income subject to higher rate tax. The 40% tax saved completely offsets the 40% tax due on your state pension. This presupposes that you have earned income of at least £10,000 a year, of course, because you can only pay into a personal pension if you have earned income from employment, self-employment or partnership. If you have no earnings whatsoever, you may still pay £3,600 gross, which is £2,880 net, into a personal pension. Adopt this strategy for nine years until age 75 and you will invest £90,000 into your personal pension, funded 100% from your state pension. In reality, the amount you pay into your personal pension is more likely to be at least £150,000 because of the triple lock inflation protection of your state pension. This is a pretty cool way to fund your personal pension courtesy of the government. Add in some growth and your personal pension from government funding alone could well exceed £250,000. Furthermore, when you die, your state pension either dies with you or on the death of your widow stroke widower, whereas your personal pension can be left 100% to your spouse, your children, your grandchildren, etc. Your 100% government-funded post-state retirement age personal pension can be inherited by your family down the generations. Now that's what I call financial planning. So don't defer your state pension. Reinvest it into a personal pension instead. You know it makes sense. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to share it with your friends and family. For more information, head to www.wealthandtax.co.uk.